0: What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to the Dodgers Nation post-game show. I'm your host Doug McCann. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at dmac underscore la. And thanks for rocking with us after the Dodgers get the win in Milwaukee. A big bounce back win. They win by a final score of six to two. They improved to 22 and 15 on the year. The Dodgers offense. Hey. What a difference a good night of sleep makes. What That's just what happens when you don't have to fly cross-country and play Milwaukee after playing the late ESPN game on Sunday night. Yesterday was a scheduling loss. That's what I was saying. And tonight, it looked like the Dodgers team that we've been seeing over the last week. And got some big takeaways. I love the Dodgers offense against Lauer, going up against a lefty, a guy that had really dominated them in the past with that high fastball. The Dodgers, a different approach today, just going up and just not being afraid and attacking that fastball up in the zone. I love the Dodgers approach against Lauer, L.A., the worst team against Southpaws in all of Major League Baseball. So they go up, they put some runs on him early. L.A. gets two runs in the first, one in the second, one in the third. They put up another two in the sixth. They score six runs on eight hits, had an error, the Vargas error late there. And how about this Dodgers bullpen who they use for 24 outs? The Dodgers bullpen has to go eight innings because – Noah Syndergaard leaves the game after just one inning due to a blister. And the Dodgers' bullpen, with the exception of Shelby Miller, two bad pitches, gave up those two home runs. Bruce Gratterall he had a strikeout, two strikeouts, and had a little traffic there, but he was fine as well, gave up a hit. But Phil Bigford, Justin Bro, who gets the win. He goes an inning 2 thirds, had two punch-outs. Yancy Almonte, Victor Gonzalez, Shelby Miller... Bruce Dar Gratterall, Evan Phillips, who gets his sixth save of the season. They combine to go eight innings, allowing four hits and just two runs, those Shelby Miller home runs. We're going to break down this entire game. i got my big takeaways. We're going to tell you what the Dodgers are going to do with Noah Syndergaard potentially being out. But first and foremost, let me know where you're representing Dodgers Nation from. Give me those cities down below. Also, I'm looking for that Dodgers Nation comment of the night, and there's going to be multiple ones. And if I do, you're going to see one of these. You win. And anytime I see a fire take, a hot take, you're going to see one of these. That's what I think. No, excuse me with that. Um, we'll get to that a little malfunction there. But, yeah, look, bring those fire takes. Bring all the, all your big takeaways from tonight's win and a big win by the Dodgers. We'll jump into that comment section. Here we go. Hi, we got... uh, Yagamil33 from YouTube over on South Carolina. We have Michael Creo, Pretty sure CT3 is back. Yeah, Chris Taylor, he was fantastic defensively. Two highlight catches. Look. Phenomenal defensive plays in CT3. Name a better duo. You saw him making that leaping catch to Rob Willie Adamas there in the first inning. That had a 360 expected batting average and a fantastic play, especially early in the game. You want to try to preserve that lead, and you don't want things to get away from Syndergaard and the Dodgers early. And then how about the play in the bottom of the third, the the diving catch? Off of Christian Yelich, yeah, we're gonna take a look at that. That was a fantastic play there by Chris, by Chris Taylor on Christian Yelich, and that play had a five. That play had a 520 expected batting average. So Chris Taylor, he was phenomenal defensively, and you're seeing him play with so much more confidence. He's looking so much better out there, and he was really a difference maker for this Dodgers team. And, yeah, there's just something about Milwaukee and Chris Taylor. Of course, Game 7, 2018, he makes that diving catch to really save the day. Last year, he made a big highlight play, but check out. We'll, like the Will Smith home run. we'll take a look at that in just a second. But how about this diving play here? By, or this is actually the, the – uh, here we go. This is the, the diving – play. Chris Taylor just diving, covering territory runner on second two bottom of the third. So just a fantastic play there CT3 by Chris Armand Taylor Jr. The third. I'm, the third but I'm just saying that. But yeah, he has really stepped up defensively. Here we go. We got that diving catch from BC. We got CT three had the play of the day. Yeah, BC really a phenomenal play. And look, we're seeing him out in left field doing what he does making plays the at bats have been better. You're seeing him hit for more power. You're seeing the extra bases go up. He's getting his rhythm back at the play. He's getting his timing and He's looking like he's in sync once again. And also Miguel Rojas. Miguel Rojas, he came through with a clutch base hit today as well. So, yeah, I think, look, for the time being, Miguel Rojas at shortstop, I mean, he makes dazzling plays at that shortstop position. So with left field, and we're going to talk about Trace Thompson. I have some thoughts on him tonight, who he struggled once again. Had a few strikeouts. Trace ends up going 0-3 with two punchouts. Did draw that one walk. His batting average is down to 132. And I think it really begs the question, why isn't he playing more against righties? At least give him a shot against right-handed pitchers where has an OPS of 1,027 compared to a 378 OPS versus Southpaw. So we'll talk about that in just a second. on, man, SoCal Red 16 in the comments. A Dodgers Nation Day 1 LFG Dmac What up, SoCal Red 16? We got Orlando. Trade Thompson to the Yankees and get Clayton Beater back. LOL. That's from Orlando. Of course, Clayton Beater, he wasn't a world beater for the Dodgers, but yeah, he was included in that Joey Gallo trade. I was suggesting potentially going for IKF and try to solidify some of that infield Death. We got D Mac in the house. What up, David Sabatini over on YouTube? Yeah, give me your big takeaways. Give me your player of the game. I'm trying to find out what's wrong with my thing. Yeah. There Jake. we go. Here's my thing. It's working. Stream decks working once again. So anytime I see a fire tag, you're gonna see one of these. Anytime I see a little suspect comic you're gonna see one of these. Bruh. And then also I'm looking for that Dodger dog of the game. If I see one of these. Of course, you're gonna get that dog. I think I've an ultra dog of the game. Victor Gonzalez. We're gonna talk about. Miguel Rojas and really this Dodgers team. They really bounced back very nicely today, and a lot of credit goes to that bullpen, and we'll see. I'm waiting to see some information from Dave Roberts about Noah Syndergaard if he's going to have to miss a start. I'm going to tell you what they're going to do with that. we got NS, d always putting out that fire content. What up, NS? we got Roy Estrada. Let get, let's get the win tomorrow and take our fourth series. Yeah, Roy Estrada, this team is starting to roll. You're seeing Cardinals, Phillies, Padres, and now Milwaukee on the road. These are some of the the better teams in the National League. And I will say for the Redbirds who are bottom feeders in their division, but you're seeing this team really going out there and taking care of business. Yesterday it was a scheduling loss, okay? And they're staying at that haunted hotel. It's just you know who knows, maybe the lights were flickering late at night. Maybe they heard some things. They didn't get a good night's sleep. We know Mookie's not even staying at that hotel. A few years ago, JT and Cannley they were playing pranks on each other. Look, there is something just very eerie about that hotel down there in Milwaukee so maybe that had an impact on yesterday's game so I think this team is going to be absolutely rolling tomorrow and I love the fact that like I said you go into this start and you get runs early against Lauer a guy that had so much success against this Dodgers team throughout his career heading into this start the Dodgers the worst against lefties in Major League Baseball Lauer a career two three seven ERA in 64 and two-thirds innings against LA and the Dodgers they had a different plan against him they had a different approach and you saw it pay dividends early on Mookie Betts he starts the game off and second pitch of the game he's going deep and he hits a bomb and you saw during that at bat just the top hand like Jerry Harrison was saying before the game just trying to get out in front especially against fastballs up in the zone using that top hand and just absolutely getting to high velocity or just pitches up in the zone and yeah he take some deep solo shots to left the Betts bomb his 7th of the season 103.9 miles per hour off the bat hits at 392 feet I love the more aggressive Mookie at the plate yes as the leadoff hitter you do want to take pitches you do want to get that pitch count up but if you see something in the zone that you know you can handle you have to be aggressive and you're seeing that with Mookie Betts in the last two weeks like I predicted he's gotten it going and that's exactly what you need from Betts your 365 million dollar man putting him putting this team on his back and really caring of late. I mean, you saw the dramatic home run with two outs. Josh Hader hadn't given up a home run this whole season. And Mookie hits a bomb off of Hader. And he's carrying that momentum into this series. So definitely something you love to see. One of the big developments early this month is Mookie has really gotten it going. And we know that when Mookie has success, this team has success. This team goes as Mookie goes. The stats back that up, and it's absolutely pivotal that he goes on a run and and really puts this team on his back for the next month because the schedule, the way it sets up, it is tough, and I think that Mookie is really in a great place right now. Trade tape. I like this from IC. This is definitely a burn. Trade Trace Thompson for Jordan Poole. Yeah, geez. That's a fire take. Yeah, Jordan Poole, man. Hey, I mean, geez. Uh, maybe we'll put a baddie. Well, no. Trace the happily married man because we know Jordan. But well, if you put a baddie in the first couple rows, he tends to go off. But uh, we got trade Trace for Clay Thompson. That's from BC over on YouTube. We got yeah, Carl. A great day for LA sports. That's from David Sabatini. Absolutely. We got uh, Lakers in five. Yeah, the Lakers says Showtime Dodgers fans in here. I like your jersey swap right there. We got I still have faith in Trey's Thompson. That's from Zachar. That's from Zachariah Yeager over on YouTube. Yeah, let me know down below on a scale of one to 10. What is your confidence level at for Trace Thompson at the moment? Do you think there is a chance he can turn things around? For me, there's nothing that I see in his swing that leads me to believe that, at least against lefties where they're going in on his hands, they're crowding him, he's struggling with those angles, he's really struggling mightily with those pitches and just not having the ability to get to them. And you saw, I mean, later in the game, he offers that a curveball out of the zone. So he's missing on breaking stuff out of the zone, he's missing on fastballs in the zone. Really, he just looks lost at the play, but I will say, Late in the game, late in the game, he actually had one of his better at-bats, and I haven't looked at the hard contact on that one. I'll look at that right now. But really, one of his better at-bats in the game late where he flied to center, so definitely, look if something a little encouraging to build on if you're Trace Thompson, just that at bat there, top of the eighth inning with runners on first and second, he gets ahead in the count 2-0. Now the third pitch, he flies to center, but that's a pitch right there, four-seam fastball, 94 miles per hour. That is a pitch that we had seen him punish all year last year. That's the pitch that really got him back in the mix when. He's hitting mistakes when he's taking advantage of pitches that he know he can handle, and so far this season, those pitches have gone as outs, or he's just just swung and missed against it. He's offering him and just not having very much success. So yeah, hopefully he turns things around that pitch. I mean, he hit at 99.6 miles per hour on that flyout. Did have a 180 expected batting average, but yeah, I mean, hopefully it's something he can build upon to try to get that timing back. Vargas coming for that rookie of the year, Seth Gribble. Like I said, you guys know on this show that I am the conductor of the Miguel Vargas hype train. I am the I am driving the Miguel Vargas bandwagon. Just to let you know there are some seats that are still available. They are filling up fast and I definitely recommend hopping on as soon as you can because yeah, he has consistently got things back together. In the last 13 games, Miguel Vargas he has really picked things up. He has the second-highest OPS in the last 13 games, at 829 OPS with five doubles and two home runs. And look, with those two home runs that Shelby Miller gave up late, it was definitely key for Miggy to add those insurance runs late there. So absolutely a very encouraging sign. He's His swing looks nine-day different than what it did in the first few weeks of the season. He's more, he's just so much more decisive. He has that speed back. He's got that bad speed back. He's more aggressive. He's not tentative anymore. He's taken making pitches when he needs to, but he's also identifying pitches that he can do damage to and he's having success. So yeah, Miguel Vargas, he was looking unsure of himself in the first two weeks of the season. Now I think he's just saying, look, baseball is baseball. Yes, the pitching is better, but I'm going to go out there and do what I've done my entire career. And that is rake against whoever's out there on the mound. And yeah, it's great to see Miguel Vargas having success and I think it's going to go a long way. You guys have heard what I've said about Mickey Vargas, that he is going to have the longest career between him and James Almond. He's a few years younger, but I think that swing, I think that swing is going to translate at this level. I think he's going to minimize the slumps, and I think he's going to be here to stay. He's going to be a Dodgers core member for the next seven to ten years. But uh, Milwaukee's big sad—that's from Nando. What's up, Nando? I was thinking the Padres guy, Orsillo. Nando pulling for Vargas from I K We got Jimmy Denson, Vargas versus Altman, co-rookies battle, Dodgers win. Yeah, Jimmy Denson, hey, competition for the rookie of the year. I will gladly take that. Shelby Miller was tested today. That is from IC. Yeah, look, 24 outs from the bullpen. Not every one of them is going to be on their game. And Shelby Miller... I mean, it's as simple as he was just leaving fastballs down Broadway. Fastballs, middle, middle. And you saw one out to Telez. Telez hits a solo shot to make it 7-1. to one. And just look at where Will Smith was setting up. He had the target low and away. He misses badly, middle, middle. Leaves it up, out over the plate. And, hey, it goes to Souvenir City, and it goes for the Brewers' first run of the night. That made it... Six to one. And then Caratini first pitch. He gets a bleacher reacher to make it six to two. And that pitch, a four-seam fastball, just left it. Solo shot. And yeah, I mean that is the difference. Is you just can't leave stuff out over the heart of the plate when you don't have elite velocity. We know Shelby Miller doesn't have that. For him to have success, he has to hit his spots. I definitely think that he's a guy that can help this team out of the bullpen when his command is on point, but on nights like tonight, you saw when he's missing, Major League hitters are going to have no problem hitting that over the fence, and that was a prime example tonight. We got George L coming through 999. My man, that's going right to the Shohei Otani fund. Might even throw that towards the Julio Arias fund, some Carnius Frides, some Pacificos, Modells. We got nine 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 from George L. He says, "DMAC, I love Altman too, but I agree. Mickey Vargas as the Rookie of the Year, and it's time to start talking about Will Smith as a real MVP candidate." Coming to you from Naples, Florida, George. I really appreciate you. Get your comment of the night. Let's see here. For some reason how are we going? Fire team. My thing's like jammed or something, but. Uh, yeah, get your comment of the night here. What's i I owe you a comment of the night. Even though we're having some technological malfunctions here, we're gonna we're gonna get you that. That comment of the night. Uh, but that was presented by our friends over at Hornitos. Hornitos Premium Tequila. Please drink responsibly. Please. But, yeah, I think if you look at Miguel Vargas, he's trended in the right direction. And the, really the big difference between him now and the beginning of the season is you're seeing extra base hits. You're seeing him hit for power, and that was what was missing. And that was as uh, that was on point tonight. That was what he did for this team was he goes deep, hits a home run. And kind of getting back to Shelby Miller, though, just wanted to point out that the difference is you will live with solo home runs when you have a 6 nothing lead. The difference yesterday was they were three-run home runs. You had the three-run shots by Wemer, Wormer, and Adame. So, look, I think as long as you avoid that, you're going to be just fine. So, good thing this offense stepped up, and that was one of my big takeaways was, I mean, this was one of the more improbable wins of the season, to be frank. I mean, you look at the success that, Lowers had against this team you look at the Dodgers lack of success against lefties this season worst in all of major league baseball batting under the Mendoza line at 200 and for the Dodgers to jump on him early that truly was the difference in this game so top of the first inning we talked about Mookie Betts he gets his home run and then after that though you're talking about uh, Will Smith my doppelganger Freddie Freeman, he draws a walk on seven pitches. And then, Freddie, how about stealing second, his fifth of the year? He's five for five, and – as soon as Lauer just lifted, I mean, he goes. I mean, I just love the read by Freddie Freeman. You can tell he's just loving being out there. You heard Dontre Will say Ricky Henderson. Hey, what I've been saying for a couple weeks, everyone's looking like Ricky Henderson in modern-day Major League Baseball. And Freddie Freeman, he's able to swipe second. And look, his, his career high, I looked it up, it's 13. So we'll see if he surpasses that this season. I think there's a very good shot that he does that. And the next batter, 3-0 count to Will Smith and Lauer, he tries to go to second to check on Freddie, makes a move to second and it ends up in center field it goes as an air on one E on one, Freddie advances to third and then a few pitches later, 3-2 count, Will Smith gets a sack fly to left, so perfect example of just putting the ball in play just find a way to get the bat on the ball in a key situation and getting a run in, you already got the home run from Mookie Betts, so let's try to get some crooked number innings, and I think it was a great at bat there by Will Smith to get that sack fly and the next batter 1-2 pitch Chris Taylor. He hits a line Drive that looked like it was going to go as a hit But Willie Adamas makes a spectacular Catch to rob CT3 Of a base hit. Adamas getting CT3 back from his rob job There in the first inning and then two outs Max Muncy the plate. He flies to left So the Dodgers they take an early 2 nothing Lead thanks to a Mookie Blast A Freddie Freeman walk a stolen base And a Will Smith sack fly. So that Is the perfect way to start the game If you're the Dodgers getting confidence early early shaking off that loss from the previous night. We just kind of flush that. And then bottom of the first inning, we're going to talk about Noah Syndergaard and what the Dodgers are going to potentially do. Still waiting to hear on if he's going to have an IL stint. So let me check right here, but let's hit the comments here. We got trace ready to play golf with his brother soon. That's from Nick. We got uh imagine what could have been if we still had Lux at shortstop. Yeah. I mean, look, He's going to be fine. He's still very young. He's going to start really getting that rehab going in June. And look, the reality is when it comes to Gavin Lux look, he still had to prove himself. It's not like he was a Mookie Betts or a Freddie Freeman, a guy that you could guarantee that he's going to be productive, because when Gavin Lux came back after that injury, he didn't look like the same player that was hitting near 300 for most of the season. So yeah, in theory, this could have been a breakout season for Gavin Lux, but to say, oh, the success or failure of the Dodgers was hinged to Gavin Lux, I just don't find that to be true. I think that it was still going to be a big year as far as assessing what Gavin Lux is. The jury was still out and is still out on Gavin Lux, and we'll wait to see how he looks post-injury. But yeah, absolutely would have helped the Dodgers massively if one, he could prove that he could play the shortstop position full-time, that he could hold it down, and that he looked like he could be the shortstop of the future for the Dodgers, the long-term solution, and also that he could be another impact left-handed bat at the plate. I agree with you 100%, but look, Miguel Rojas, elite defensively, got a nice hit tonight, still off Offensively, he needs to do a lot more, but it could be worse for the Dodgers. Come on, dmac let's talk Stone. Okay, you want to talk Gavin Stone, Yaga Mill, 33. Sorry if I didn't say your name correctly, but uh, no more Thor. I'm trying to see if there's any update on Noah Syndergaard. Let's see here. Looks like there's no... No update as of yet. But, yeah, so let's talk about that bottom of the first. And, yeah, it didn't look good early on. Give him credit. He did gut it out. He did have to go in the clubhouse and try to retape it after the blood was surfacing during the warm-ups. But bottom of the first inning, Yelich gets a leadoff base hit, and then he walks Winker. And then he's missing glove side to lefties. The command just wasn't there. And then 3-1 pitch to Willie Adamas. He gives one... A ride to left, and Chris Taylor he makes a leaping catch on the warning track, and just a phenomenal jump. Great sense of the wall right there in a part of that field that Chris Taylor absolutely feels more than comfortable making highlight catch after highlight catch. Like I said, highlight catches, and Milwaukee name a better duo. He duo he loves that park. We got, uh, and then after that you got runners on first and second, 0-2 count to Telez, and he gets him to ground into a double play. So first two reach against no. Syndergaard in the inning, and he's able to work his way around it. So he did keep the damage to zero. He didn't give up any runs, despite the velocity wasn't great, the command wasn't great, and then that was it for Noah Syndergaard. So, with Syndergaard possibly looking at an IL stint. What are the Dodgers' options? Well, Ryan Pepio, he's picked up a baseball, but he's not ready to go. He's not close to being ready to go, dealing with that oblique injury. Then you've got Michael the Grove Grove. He has picked up a baseball. He faced J.D. Martinez today. J.D. Martinez, he took him deep, but he isn't ready to go. Those aren't realistic options. So who do you turn to? Well, Gavin Stone, he is an option if they place Noah Syndergaard on the I.L. because they optioned Gavin Stone after his big league debut. And he can't be recalled until May 20th unless it's to replace a pitcher or a player that has been placed on the IL or on paternity leave. So if they place Noah Syndergaard on the IL, he absolutely can replace him in this rotation. It actually makes a lot of sense because if he does have to miss time, Gavin Stone, he pitched Tuesday for Oklahoma City in Round Rock. He threw 91 pitches in five and a thirds innings. So he'd be on five days rest. He made his big league debut on May 3rd. He allowed five runs, four earned, and four innings of work. We broke down that outing in depth. So I think it makes the most sense to go back to Gavin Stone, give him another buy of that apple, let him come up and see what he can do, and just continue to grow. Yes. You can grow down the AAA level, but I think as soon as he's able to have a solid start and go four, five, six innings and get some more swing and miss and develop at this level, the sooner you can realistically assess if he can be a weapon in the postseason, because I think that is something that needs to be prioritized by this Dodgers team that has to be on their checklist is, is Gavin Stone going to be a guy that can help us in October? Can he have, I don't want to put the Walker Bueller type pressure because 2018, 2019 Bueller, were just on a whole nother level to me, he was a top five to 10 pitcher in the postseason. There's no question about it. Really top three, if you want to go that far. And look, is he going to do that? Probably not. But I'm very curious to see what Gavin Stone can do coming into a start where he's not thinking about 25 family members from Arkansas in the stands when he's thinking about his big league debut and realizing his dream. I want to see him make a start where. He's just looking at saying, hey, let's find a way to just be effective and just kind of get this thing going without having to worry about the first start. So I definitely want to see that for Gavin Stone, have him called up and see what he can do with another opportunity. But let me know down below, what are your thoughts on Gavin Stone getting called up? Do you think that's the move? Let me know down below in the comment section if anyone has tweeted any information about Noah Syndergaard, and if they're going to place him on the I.L., what is the status for him? Because, look, he hadn't pitched in nine days. I mean, this was the start. This was supposed to be the get-right start for Noah Syndergaard where they made some mechanical adjustments, try to refine some things. I don't know if you saw the story in the L.A. Times where – Noah Syndergaard was talking about how he was undergoing hypnosis, and he thought that the reason why he couldn't throw 99 and really hit that top velocity like we've seen in the past is because he had mental blocks. So part of the last week, he had been doing a lot of mental evaluating as well, and I think maybe some additional time to try to figure some things out. It might bode well for the future and to try to see if he can be someone that you can rely to not be an ace. What did I tell you before the season started? There was a lot of people that were very high in Noah Syndergaard. And I told you I had to pick one disappointment for this season. My answer to that question was Noah Syndergaard is going to be the big disappointment. It's not that he was going to be a bust. It was that if your expectations were all-star Noah Syndergaard, if your expectations were love and thunder Noah Syndergaard, you weren't going to get that. You were going to get somewhere in between. I didn't say you were going to get endgame. Noah Syndergaard, where they're depressing and they're they're letting it go because they had lost to Thanos. I, I was saying you're getting something in the middle of that, something serviceable, but right now it's not looking great for Noah Syndergaard, an ERA above six. If you look at all of his metrics, he's bottom five with pitchers that have a minimum of 30 innings pitch and strikeout rate. The walk rate actually is really good, but still, he just does not have missed bad stuff, but I was very curious to see how he would look to see if he did have that changeup, if he did have that curveball to try to get that differential in Miles Brown, try to kind of mix things up and keep hitters off balance, but let me know down below. Oh, that's it. Thor is mental for Matty Man Dodge. Thor lost his Thunderbolts. It's just static. Now, that's from King Goes. Yeah, I mean, what I was saying after the first start was when Thor hammers the zone, then he can be effective. You saw the start against the Diamondbacks early in the year, working that change up bottom of the zone he was able to be affected but just the command isn't there and just the sinker it's just a very hittable sinker if he's not locating it against big league hitters missed the first super chat that's from michael curio did you use super chat my bad let me uh let me go up and read that and uh, if you want to send again i'll read that too my bad I Had a little tech was at the very beginning but we are very on the money now our lefties out of the bullpen looking great when we don't use Vestia. That's from Kid 323 Yeah, I'm feeling really, really good about the lefties. Namely, Justin Brule. No one's talking about Justin Brule. I don't know why no one's talking about Justin Brule because he has been effective. Anytime he's gotten the opportunity to pitch, he has looked really, really good. And Justin Brule, he came in in the bottom of the third inning. He came in to face Yellich, and he gets him to line to left. Another incredible catch there by Chris Taylor. And the next batter, two pitch. He gets Winker looking at strike three, bottom of the zone for the third out. So he was looking clean. He was looking crisp out there. And yeah, he's pitching with a lot, a lot of confidence this year. So definitely, definitely optimistic. And he comes back out there in the bottom of the fourth inning and he was fantastic once again. I mean, Justin Brule really, really is a a story early on this season where, look, every year when it comes to these bullpen pieces, you don't know what you are going to get. You don't know which guy from year to year is going to step up. Like I always say, bullpen pieces, they're like one-hit wonders, right? I mean, it's like Hanson had Mbop, not much after that, but sometimes guys will have hits after that. Some of them are one-hit wonders, some of them have solid careers, and you just never know from year to year, and I think Justin Brule coming back out there in the bottom the fourth inning when this team was looking at a long night from its bullpen. He comes out there and he pitches well once again. So yeah, great job there by Justin Brule. And how about Victor Gonzalez? We'll talk about him in just a second. But Brule, he comes out he gets Adamus to ground out. Really nice at bat there. He fell behind the count 2-0. And then he gets a sinker looking out of the zone. And then he gets him to foul off a sinker, a little off the plate out of the zone. And then on the two, two, he misses with the slider down and in. And on the sixth pitch of the at bat, he gets him to ground out on a sinker. So what he's doing a really nice job of Justin Brule is working the black, working the edges, avoiding the heart of the plate. And the way he's shaping that cutter, the way he's using this off speed pitch up in the zone to try to get soft contact and get some swing and miss. It's a thing of beauty. The next batter to one, two count for the pitch of the at-bat. He gets him to ground out on the slider, and then with two down – He's up 0-2 to Anderson. Then he misses with the slider. And then he gets him to chase a sinker away for the third strike. And the he gets out of the inning on 1-2-3. So a 1-2-3 scoreless frame there for Justin Brule. He was phenomenal. And then getting back to you, how about Victor Gonzalez? So we're going to talk about Victor Gonzalez in a second, too. And this Dodgers offense. Some other takeaways, but the Dodgers, they get the dub once again. And they go for their fourth straight series win tomorrow. Early game, but L.A. improves to 22-15 and 15 on the year. But let's jump back into the comments. We got Bobby Miller time. That's from Daniel Alapena. You want to see Bobby Miller on this Dodgers roster. We got, uh, yeah, I think it's still a little early. But kind of got I mean, really good in the first start, kind of rocked in the second start. Bobby Miller is definitely... Definitely not there as of yet. So yeah, he's another guy too. I mean, you're not you're just not going to see him at this stage. I mean, he's still a guy that I mean, when you put when you put Gavin Stone, Gavin Stone, he makes the forty man roster before before. Bobby Miller, so you kind of have to take advantage of that. You don't want to make that roster move and put yourself in a position where you might be forced to DFA someone. So, yeah, let's go back into the comments section here. I got – we got – I've been saying Brule is a dog since he came up. Trey's Hayward season. Yeah, let me know down below, who's your Dodger dog of the game? It's not your player of the game. To me, the player of the game, it goes – it's between Chris Taylor and Will Smith, but I got to go Smitty, man. Smitty, he provided the offense, and he was he was captain clutch 2.0 once again, going up there, and he ends up going three for four with two RBI, had the home run. So I'm going with Will Smith as my player of the game. For my Dodger dog of the game, though, I'm going with Chris Taylor. Those two catches, he's an absolute animal out there, but who's your Dodger dog of the game? Bruh. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. One hundred and thirty-six Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Bring them home. Let me try to plug this back in. Uh, we got uh, roger canard is michael bush now driving the team bus from the hotel at the ballpark when the dodgers are on the road let's go dodgers 2023 roger the los angeles dodger from the dfw metroplex no i don't think he's doing that i think they have a they have their own guy driving their bus but hey michael bush just a few games removed from having a clutch base hit there against the san diego Padres. so hopefully he gets some more opportunities we got to BC. Ryan said it was all in his legs. We got uh, Babe Ruth. Maybe Brule and Gonzo are quietly pitching like ballers. That's from Diane Schroeder, the f- the fairy godmother here of the Dodgers Nation post game show. We always appreciate you joining us, Diane Schroeder. And yeah, what more can you say about V this season? Victor Gonzalez has responded so well. He got himself in great shape. He changes pitch mix just a little bit and yeah he's been highly effective out there I mean he goes out there and he's making it look easy he pitches the bottom of the 6th inning first pitch to Weimer. he gets him to fly to left for what the first out next ball next he falls behind 2-0 to Christian Yelich, and then on the 2-0 he gets him to ground to second fastball 96 miles per hour on the inside corner so that at bat right there I love the fact that he falls behind the count and he still trusts his stuff to go with that fastball and he's locating that fastball on the Corners so precisely of late. It's a thing of beauty, and you're seeing him miss bats and gets off contact. So, really hitting the zone when he absolutely needs to, pounding the zone. And then, next batter he, he and then then yeah then so yeah the thing about Victor Gonzalez too I mean if you look at his numbers I mean a zero ERA a 0.65 whip nine strikeouts and one walk in seven and two-thirds inning st- to start the season so yeah Victor Gonzalez he's been absolutely phenomenal this year and I think with Alex Vesia struggling I mean he did have a nice bounce back appearance down at OKC after rocking one but they need a left-handed reliever to step up and Justin Brewer and Victor Gonzalez have absolutely been those guys so definitely definitely a very positive positive Positive, positive development there. And then the next batter, too, against Void. he strikes out Void on three pitches. I mean, first pitch, slider away. Second pitch, sinker top of the zone. Third pitch, he freezes him, and he gets him looking at a sinker at the bottom of the zone. So Victor Gonzalez, absolutely a contender for Dodger Dog of the game. He was phenomenal once again. And, yeah, I mean, he's really putting hitters to sleep. He's putting hitters to sleep out there on the mound. And, He's just kind of lulling them to sleep with the way he's working that sinker, working the strike zone, and anytime he needs to go to that slider, it's still there for him, but he's not as reliant upon upon it as he was in 2020. So, yeah, he's putting putting hitters to sleep like Manta Sleep. So, Manta Sleep, they make the world's best sleep masks and sleep accessories. You guys like Manta Sleep? Because I really like Manta Sleep. They make the world's best sleep accessories. Everything they do is to enable better lives through better sleep. They work relentlessly to improve and optimize sleep so that you can have the energy to live your best life. Check out MantaSleep.com today so you can sleep better anywhere anytime. Get your Manta Mask today. Use the code DN 2023. So Manta Sleep, that is my go-to. Do not sleep on Victor Gonzalez and the Letties coming out of this Dodgers pen. But yeah, definitely, definitely, he's been absolutely big time. But here we go. Let's back in that comment section, guys. We got any recommendations for the next reclamation project? That's from Bob D. It's still very early in this season. Not too many guys floating around uh, out there, but I'm sure... Look, I mean, Shelby Miller is still... Do not sell all your Shelby Miller stock. I mean, Shelby Miller—he just has to locate that fastball. I would not, I would not, uh, I would not uh, give up on him. He's not a lost cause. And then Noah Syndergaard—we'll see if he can, at the very least, be an innings eater that can hopefully pitch 130 plus innings. That was my hope for Syndergaard. Was that, yeah, maybe he's going to be a back end starter, but if you could at the very least, if you could get production from him as far as a guy that can pitch innings, that is what his value could be. Almost like Craig Kimbrel last year. Craig Kimbrel. Yes, he was a train wreck for the most part, but he still pitched the entire season, wasn't injured, and he took some of the mileage off of this bullpen and allowed guys and starters to kind of stay off the mound, so that was a key moment, too. But to how do we trade Mike Trout? Showtime that is probably not going to happen. Mike Clout, Mike Trout. We got to Bush better start tomorrow. That's for McLovin, 323 LA. We got Gonzalez has pitched great. Yancey lowered his ERA to 646. Yeah, I think. Yancy Almonte is a guy who has quietly put together a lot of uh, uh, some really quality appearances and I think the big key for Yancy Almonte is that sweeper I mean that sweeper he's hits the i mean he's really clocking in at around eighty two miles per hour on that sweeper ninety four to ninety six on the on the sinker so he's given that differential and also too he's just the command has improved I think you're seeing some minor mechanical tweaks out there where he's just in a much better place his his delivery has been a lot more consistent and yeah he's a guy that is definitely trending in the right direction as well so yeah i mean look i could talk about the bullpen all night long because major league baseball is increasingly becoming a bullpen game and they're definitely benefiting from some of these guys really getting it together and it's going to be key because he just that's just how it is especially with the way this organization uses bullpen pieces but yeah i think yancy Almonte he had another Really nice appearance tonight. Yancy, he goes. Yancy on the night, he goes one inning, thirteen pitches, eight for strikes. And you're also seeing, yeah, I kind of fell behind on some of those batters there, but still he was able to to go out there and uh put up zeros. So yeah, definitely nice job for Yancy Almonte. But how about Will Smith? I mean, Will Smith continuing to be productive. This team really has tons of success when he's in the starting lineup, and we've seen since he's returned, this Dodgers team has really gotten it going. So for Will Smith to be back in that lineup, I think it's huge. But let's talk about that top of the second inning. Top of the second inning, Miguel Vargas, he strikes out swing for the first out. And then James Altman on an 0-1 pitch, he doubles to right. And really nice job, really nice piece of hitting there by James Altman. Kind of staying back on that curveball, getting his hands in there. Great piece of hitting. And James Alman, he just makes things happen out there on the base pass. And we see that in this inning. Next batter up, Trace Thompson one-two pitch, he strikes out swinging a four-seam fastball up in the zone. So, whereas some of these other Dodgers hitters tonight, they were able to use that top hand, get to those fastballs up in the zone. Trace Thompson wasn't able to have that success. But next batter, how about Miguel Rojas? And a great at-bat by Miggy Rowe. He falls down quickly behind in the count 0-2. And on the third pitch, he fouls off a four-seam fastball away, takes a cutter inside for ball one. Then on the fifth pitch, he fouls off a slider right in the heart of the zone and on the sixth pitch of the at bat he hits a single to right and he does a really nice job james outman he scores from second great base running by audi there and just a nice piece of hitting wasn't trying to do too much i've said he does swing a heavy bat but i think in this at bat you saw him take a little off there and have that two strike approach and get a big hit and that puts the dodgers up three nothing and they get two hits they had one run on two hits there in the second inning and they're in a good spot up 3-0 and then you jump to the top of the third inning freddie freeman he lines to left and the next batter will smith a 1-1 count he homers to left that puts the dodgers up four nothing smitty he is legend and yeah that is what he's been since he's been on this Dodgers team, and it was a great at bat there. I mean, just no. I mean, he he talked about it after the game. I saw on Twitter just the kind of the approach that they had was just a little different against Lauer. And yeah, he hits his fifth home run that puts the Dodgers up four nothing. And then you jump to the top of the sixth inning. Chris Taylor, he flies to center for the first out. And then Max Muncy, he goes up 3-0 on the count. And then he takes a strike looking and then another strike looking on a cutter. That makes it 3-2 on the sixth pitch of the at-bat. He fouls that off. And then on the seventh pitch of the at-bat, he singles to left. And great piece of hitting there, too. He goes with the pitch that's on the outer half, on the lower end's outside corner. And he singles to left. And the next batter up, James Altman, with the runner on first. And two outs, Chris Taylor. And then uh, the actually next batter up, Miguel Vargas. Another, another great at bat with two strikes. So two strikes and he falls behind early. He takes a cutter right down Broadway for strike one, and then on the second pitch of the bat, he fouls off a cutter, and then on the third pitch, he takes a ball low and away, and on the one-two count, Miggy Vargas, he homers to center. That makes it 6-0 Dodgers, his third bomb of the year, and that puts L.A. up 6 to nothing at that point, and Miguel Vargas, he continues to look better, more aggressive, more confident, hitting for more power at the plate, and this is the Miguel Vargas that got so much height. This is the Miguel Vargas that looks more like Benny the Jet Rodriguez, that looks more like the future all-star that I think he can be, and that definitely, I mean, you're talking about 414 feet there. That scored, Muncie goes the two-run shot. Dodgers are sitting pretty. And then, really, I think Gonzalez, he balled out in the sixth, seventh inning, Yeah, the Dodgers definitely missed some opportunities tonight. So, if we want to tell you something I did not like from tonight's game, it was, yeah, I mean, they really could have won this game by double digits. They could have scored 10, 12, 13 runs, but the Dodgers, they end up going... On the night, one for nine with runners in scoring position. They live nine runners on base. And, yeah, they had multiple chances to add insurance runs late, but they just weren't able to get runs across. But still, look, six runs, you'll live with that. But, yeah, if you look at top of the eighth inning against uh, top of the eighth inning, Miguel Vargas, he walks James Altman. He was hit by a pitch. Then Trace Thompson, he flies to center for the first out. And then Miguel Rojas, he draws a walk to load the bases. And then Mookie with the bases full, the bases drunk on an 0-1 count, he flies to center. And then Freeman, next batter, first pitch, he flies out. So the Dodgers have the bases juiced, the sacks juiced, as Bob Costas likes to say. And they're unable to put another run across in the top of the ninth inning. They got a hit there. Will Smith, he was able to single, but they didn't do much after that. And then, yeah, pretty much this Dodgers team, they once again – they come through and they're looking much better of late. But now let's to all comments for the rest of the way, guys, and we'll get you out. We got Roach D Mac. What a Roach. Hey, you roach, you're supposed to say, Hey, you're just you're just getting here, right? I mean, you always wait till the 50 minute mark and you say, Hey, I'm uh ju- I'm first. First comment. Uh but how you doing, Roach? How's your Premier League? How's your F one? What do you think of the F one race down in Miami? It's nice to see you back here. Uh Dodgers Nation post game show and just a Dodgers Nation live stream day one. We always appreciate you. Uh we got uh how long will Otani be elite? That's from IC. That's really the $600 million question at this point. I mean, that's just, you just never know because the reality is you can't, no one can know. No one knows for sure the answer to that. Because look, as a hitter, he's elite. He's, he's 895 OPS. He's hitting 301, has seven home runs. And then as a pitcher, he's elite as well. I mean, As a pitcher, he's been phenomenal this season. I mean, 59 strikeouts to 18 walks. His strikeouts per nine leads all of Major League Baseball at 13.6 strikeouts per nine. He has a pristine 2.4 microscopic ERA. And you just never know. I mean, I think if my whole take on that question, though, is... Look, it's unprecedented. Babe Ruth did not do this. Babe Ruth did not want to be a pitcher and a hitter. I mean, he was doing it for two weeks. He's like, I can't do this. I want to be just a hitter, okay? Shohei Otani is different. He has embraced this. He wants this. And if there's one guy from a physical standpoint, he's a big dude. I mean, you're talking about a guy 6'4", 6'5", a guy who takes care of himself, a guy who gets his Z's in. I mean, he is a avid sleeper. And we're not talking about a guy who just takes the occasional nap. No, his sleep is a part of his routine. I mean, some of the greats, that's a similarity. Tom Brady, he's a guy who sleeps like 40 hours a day. Shohei Otani sleeps like 10 hours or 50 hours a day. I mean, these guys, they get their rest in, and he's a guy that is always in shape. He's a guy that does the work in between starts. So I think if there is one guy that's capable of doing it, it could be Shohei Otani, because yes, he had the Tommy John surgery, but physically, I think his body can hold up. So how long can he be elite? I mean, he's 28 years old. I would say maybe till he's 34 possibly i mean and even if you drop off after that if you're still a guy that can hit 30 home runs and post an era that's near three you're still talking about a guy that is absolutely worth 50 plus million dollars a season so yeah the reality is it's just a guesstimate i mean no one truly knows because no one has ever seen a guy do this at this level for this long so anyone who thinks they know that answer that question uh is just absolutely guessing themselves well we got um but I like the question I see. We got Stoner will be okay from Swelling Sausage. We got Mac. Yeah, I said we should trade Thompson and Thor together. That's from Michael Carrillo. You want to trade Thompson and Thor together. Now, I don't think there's going to be teams around Major League Baseball that want a package deal of Thor and Trace Thompson, okay? That is not something that's going to be attractive to teams around the league. And, look, when you look at Thor, yes, there are probably teams that say, hey, look, if the Dodgers can't fix him, well, what makes you think that we can fix him? Okay, he's probably even going to pitch worse here than he is in L.A. So I think that would probably be the sense I get from teams around the league if they were even considering it for a second. Because, look, if the Dodgers can't fix them, that's like going to Dr. Dre and getting a beat and he can't make you a star. Look, if you can't get your career back on track in L.A. as a pitcher, it's not a lot of teams out there that have a lot to help you. So, yeah, I don't think that's going to be something that's possible. And Trace Thompson is the same thing. I mean, why would teams want to trade for Trace Thompson at this stage as well. I mean, I think what I mean, I know I took a lot of heat from Dodger fans because I did say before the actual season started. Days before the season started, that when the there were rumors about IKF and the New York Yankees possibly making Isaiah Kiner Falefa available. I said the Dodgers, they should consider that. And yeah, IKF is not a fantastic player, or anything like that, but at least you're getting some infield depth a guy that can play multiple positions and Trace Thompson, he just isn't doing very much. But look the reality is he's not hurting this team that much either. I mean he's a guy that you don't relying upon to generate runs and be a big run producer. It was almost a pleasant surprise, a bonus if you will, but I do think that if you look at these outfield spots, I think Chris Taylor is a guy that, yes, you're going to get those peaks and valleys, but for the most part, defensively, he's going to make plays. You're going to get some streakiness from him, but I still think the power looks better. The swing has looked a lot better of late, and we know, too, four years and $60 million. He's not going anywhere. We'll see if Jason Hayward can continue to produce when he's given opportunities. We know that James Altman, he's in the Rookie of the Year mix. He's not going anywhere. We know that Mookie Betts isn't going anywhere, so if you take Trace Thompson off this team, you might want to look Look at some outfield depth, and you might want to look at maybe some of those minor leaguers, too, that play some other positions, and we'll see if Johnny DeLuca or Andy Pajes get the promotion to AAA. If they want to give them an opportunity, or they want to go out there and search for some names and add another bat. I think what they're going to do is they're going to add another bat near the deadline. You're not going to see a blockbuster trade. Buster Olney told me himself that the Angels will not be trading Shohei Otani, so as of right now, you don't really get any more inside information, any more inside than Buster only, So I'm going to stick with that. So I do think maybe if you can look the Joey Gallo route, someone like that, but that bats from the right side they can hit lefties i think that's the route that they will go but we got uh we need Mac to pinch hit with runners on base king Gauz. i would love to do that man you know i will get a base knock for us man i get a base knock we got taylor we got smith smithy low-key all-star that's from my man joe mama over on youtube yeah he did miss games i mean He did miss some pretty significant time, but I think, too, the narrative is pretty much out there that people realize that he has been robbed, that he should be an all-star at this point. So I think you're going to see that, but yep, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. Of the Dodgers nation post game show. Thanks for rocking with us out of the Dodgers beat the Brewers by a final score of six to two. They go for their four straight series win tomorrow. And it's an early morning game. You'll get some more baseball and breakfast in the AM LA improves at 22 and 15. We'll get a couple more comments on the way out. We got angels Hathor from Craig Osterberg smash that like button for D Mac. Yeah. Appreciate that. Dying Schroeder. hot dogs and scotch. Mm, yum. That's from Bob D. We got LOL at the three T's for trade from EMAR. We got the Dodgers, our favorites, to land Shohei Otani, Yes, they are. We got the Angels playing well. We got. Oh, by the way, I will say, what did I say in the offseason? I said this in November. I said that Dodgers fans will forget about the uneventful offseason of 2022 when they signed Shohei Otani the following year. But uh, we got also, we averaged like three runs per game in the playoffs. Can't blame pitching on That's from BC. Peace, Mac. Thanks, Dmac. Thank you, Keen Gods. Thank you, uh, Diane Schroeder. We got DJ Jimenez. We love I Thank you, Kevin. We love you back. 10.30 a.m. start. That's from Craig Osterberg. I can't wait to have something to watch at work tomorrow morning. Diane Schroeder. That is going to be no productivity from you. So, yeah, good times. You just got to, hey, man, you got to minimize. You're, you're probably a boss. You probably own whatever company you work for. So you probably are your own boss. So you probably don't even have a boss. So we got to Will Smith out later. Let's F and go Dodgers. Syndergaard hypnosis therapy won't help from Carl. But, yeah, that's going to do it, guys, for this episode of the Dodgers Nation Post Game Show. If you're new to the channel, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell. And if you really want to support the channel, smash that like button. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at dmac underscore LA. For all, and remember, nothing brings us together quite like Dodger baseball. We got Joe Mama. Thank you. We got I'm a real estate agent, Diane Schroeder. Nice. Hey, Well, you, hopefully you can get Sho, Sho, Shohei Otani some real estate on this side of town. Hopefully you can get him a mansion in Beverly Hills or Bel Air or something like that. But uh, thanks, Emar. Thanks, Carnivorous Lunar Activity Bowl. See you guys next time. Remember, nothing brings us together quite like Dodger baseball. And until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out.